Educated Thoughts presented by Pre-Scouter, where we quickly break down one interesting topic in healthcare. I'm Jeremy Schmerer, and with me is Dr. Ryan LaRanger. At the end of our last episode, we started discussing 3D printing in the context of personalization, such that a pill manufactured as a one-size-fits-all may be less than ideal. So Ryan, let's come back to that idea of dosing, compromising that might be occurring, you know, such that we're all expected to take the same size pill and how 3D printing might actually address this and improve this concept. Sure, absolutely. So getting back to that idea, it's almost any drug dosing has an element of your weight associated with it, right? Uh, the ideal dose would be an exact calculation between how much drug you're getting and you know how much you weigh, your mass and so on. Uh, you could even get into finer detail depending on things like severity and you know, some other factors. What other drugs you're taking, for example, might have an impact on how much dose you can tolerate. Uh, these things can more easily be accounted for when you are for a given person able to give them pills which represent exactly the dose that they need. Uh, for normal pharmaceutical environments, that's basically impossible uh, because you don't know when you're manufacturing pills who's going to be taking what pill. But if you're able to manufacture a pill at the point of sale at the time of sale, so in other words, you can imagine a pharmacy has like a 3D printer in the back, um, someone takes the order, the pharmacy 3D printer makes those pills to order at the site of sale, and then they're handed uh, basically as soon as they're made to the patient, that patient is getting that pill that they need. Uh, that's the very brief form of it. Does that make sense? It makes sense. I think the first thing I think of is that that would create a lot of extra lead time, right? I mean, people are already going to their Walgreens or CVS or wherever, and they're asked to, to shop around or wait or what have you, um, you know, while the pill or the, you know, the actual bottle is being prepared. What lead time might exist with this and how feasible, scalable might this be? That's a really good question, and we're not entirely sure. Uh, this 3D printing process can be very quickly. Some of that will depend on the complexity of the 3D print that you're doing. We'll get into that later. Um, and also just some other factors, uh, binding and so on. Um, theoretically, not that long, um, especially as 3D printers improve. Now, if you don't mind, we can get a little bit into kind of the business strategy weeds here, because there are a couple of things that are important about 3D printing of pills, which sort of go beyond the patient experience. The first one is, if there is a lead time, that is not necessarily bad for a pharmacy, as a pharmacy might like the idea of a potential of a patient wandering the aisles for a little while, finding other things that they want to purchase. Uh, that's point one. Point two, pure logistics. One of the challenges in shipping is when you have to ship air. Shipping air is expensive, air has weight. And any pill bottle that you have or any big bolus of pills that you have necessarily means you're shipping air, right? Because the pills aren't perfectly aligned with each other. If you're shipping, let's say a one ton block of aspirin, which has no air and is then 3D printed at the point of sale, you can actually save an astronomical amount on logistics. And those are some of the advantages, but I do want to get into it a little bit. So, so you're saying almost just like shipping the raw materials as opposed to a, a finished product. Precisely. You know, it, it's not quite like assembling a car in the dealership, 
but it gets you that same kind of idea. The closer you are to point of sale when you're manufacturing something, generally speaking, the more efficient you can be if that manufacturing process is efficient. It's a little bit of a tautology, but do you get what I mean? I get what you mean. I, I'd like to come back to the complexity you were talking about. Now, I, I have a, a working knowledge of, of 3D printing, but tell me a little bit more about how these pills can actually be, be printed and, and the personalization element. Okay. So um, in terms of the actual printing of it, what you're basically doing is uh, you take the drug in whatever form, you, you take the drug and you just need to make sure that there's a, a cross-linking element to it. Right, so you're able to place it and then there's a binding that occurs. This can be banished through UV light. Uh, there are a couple of other ways that this can be done as well. This depends on the kind of pill you're manufacturing. I don't want to get too into those weeds. Um, but what I will say is there are a couple of other tricks you can ostensibly do with this kind of thing. One of them is you have much more control over the release of the timed release of that pharmaceutical because you're able to print the uh, pill in certain orientations, which either allow for really fast release or very slow release. You can add elements to the pill, which do uh, more staggered or uh, slower release by adding uh, factors. Interestingly, you can add other medications. And this is very important from a compliance perspective. People hate taking multiple pills. Obviously, this won't work for everything, but you can get to a point where instead of, uh, you know, your grandmother, or your grandfather, uh, instead of having to take, you know, five or 10 pills, all with these varying doses, maybe you can get it to the point where they only have to take one. And from a compliance perspective, that's much easier. I feel like this, this is... is I feel like this is like a mic drop moment. I mean, <laughs> that's that's pretty that's pretty out there kind of stuff. I think. No, I know it's really really interesting. I think that's something that we may want to have a whole podcast on. Um, let's let's transition to some other applications, right? You know, applications of three D printing in in healthcare, and I think I'll I'll make a mental note to come back to what you just described. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, all of this. We- talk that we've been doing has been about one of the sort of niche applications of 3D printing. Normally, when people think about 3D printing, they think about 3D printing of plastics or other sort of hard hard materials, right? And there are many applications for more traditional 3D printing in the world of medicine. Just to sort of briefly go over a few, one of the most interesting, that's simple, is uh, 3D printing of models of a patient before a complex surgery. So what you can do is you can take a scan, um, an X-ray or CT or anything else, of a region that's very, very complex and individual for that patient, and you can 3D print a model of what the patient is going to, what the doctor or the surgeon is going to see when they get inside the patient, and this can have incredible. Um, positive impacts on the time of the surgery and how long it will take or how long it won't take, you know, 200, 300% reductions in total time of surgery, just by way of example. That is super interesting. So you're saying you could 3D print um, a limb or uh, an organ or, and just to try to simulate what that might actually be when you're not actually in the patient and you can actually do a mock of that. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. But not only just sort of the limb, it's uh, you can 3D print down to the blood vessels or sort of the soft tissue problems that a surgeon might see. So that way that 
They're not as surprised. And they're able to go in and work directly on it because a lot of surgery is tactile. This goes back to what we were talking about a long time ago-ish uh, uh, with haptic sensing in surgery, right? It's Surgery is a very physical thing. And giving them that insight into what's going to happen, huge bonus. Beyond that, just quickly for the sake of time, a couple of other things that are happening in 3D printing for sort of classical applications. You're getting very, very personalized um, implants because you're able to do sort of metallic 3D printing in order to make extremely specific um, implants for patients. There are some incredible things going on with the creation of inexpensive prostheses individualized to patients using 3D printing. There's also some interesting work going on with custom creation of tools on an as-needed basis. A little less innovative. I still think it's fascinating, but uh, those are some of the major things I would highlight for classical 3D printing. Now, you talked a little bit about getting down to a very granular level with arteries and veins and things of that nature. What about with something like tissue engineering? You know, oh, very specific. Let's introduce that concept as oh, kind that's of our- a that's a whole can of worms. I mean, yes, uh, of course. Um, so that's moving a little bit away from uh, sort of the metal, plastic, polymer, 3D printing, and more towards the question of, can we use 3D printing to make an organ? And uh, this is a very complicated question. The short answer is maybe. Uh, at the very least, we're able to use 3D printing right now to make very robust models of tissue behavior, uh, elasticity, biology, and so on. Um, and some very, very smart people are working very hard to get to a point where you can 3D print functional tissue for implantation into a patient, even of complex organs like a lung or a heart is where people are trying to go. And that I think would take us into more of a regenerative medicine discussion, which is something that we'll discuss during our, our next podcast, because that is all the time that we have for today. We hope that you have enjoyed the conversation. And remember, our show can be found on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also, as always, find information on how to contact us with any questions in the show notes. Again, our next episode will be on regenerative medicine. So until then, thanks for listening.